Welcome to this episode of Courier Conversations. Now here's your hosts, Rudy Gray and Todd Deaton. Today in the studio, I have Jay Boyd, a Vice President for Connie Maxwell Children's Ministries. Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in children's ministries. Yeah, well, Todd, thank you for having me. Um, you know, my journey really started uh, early, early in my life. I was in some ways born into this. Um, my mom uh, served um, as one of the leaders of the Florida Baptist Children's Homes. I ended up directing the campus of uh, the, the Tallahassee campus where I lived, spent most of my childhood. My, my father was a youth pastor. And uh, so I watched both my mom and dad uh, ministering to uh, kids from hard places. Uh, one, my mom at the children's home there in Florida, my father um, would take kids who really weren't in church but were on my ball team when he was coaching baseball. We would take kids to church and um, at times even on holidays uh, or even a few long weekends growing up, some of the kids would come that lived at the, ch- the uh, Tallahassee campus of that children's home um, would come and stay at our house for a long weekend if they didn't have anywhere to go. And so I really uh, watched um, my mom and dad as an example, never saw myself going down this road, uh, went to college uh, at Sanford University um, back in 2004. And it was during my time there that God called me into ministry. And it was just one of those moments where you knew he was, where I just knew he was calling me. And so uh, that's kind of though my background into it. And while I was in seminary um, in Louisville, uh, there was a moment where my parents came in to visit uh, while my wife and I were both there. This was back in 2009. And they were asking me about, you know, which direction in ministry I was feeling led towards. And I remember in that same conversation, having asked about some of the kids that I'd watched grow up, you know, that had really lived there my entire childhood, had lived at the, the campus. And during that conversation, my mom said, Jay, you always ask about the kids at the children's home and how they're doing. And uh, so anyway, that was kind of a moment that led me to considering, you know, how broad my calling may be. I kind of assumed maybe maybe like most people that I'd end up on a church staff or pastoring. And uh, it was kind of that moment, though, where I became aware of other ways to be an advocate for kids um, in this type of ministry. And so that was uh, about 11 years ago, and I've never looked back. So, Jay, tell us about your role at Connie Maxwell Children's Ministries. Sure. So my, my official title is uh, Senior Vice President of uh, Strategy and Engagement. And that's kind of a, a, a wordy title, but essentially I'm uh, helping oversee a lot of our engagement. Uh, kind of there's internal relations, and then there's kind of the external and so we're kind of in a season of where we'll have uh, marketing and volunteer engagement, uh, even our foster care ministry. All of that kind of falls under my purview. Um, but I've got great people around me that allows me to uh, lean on each of them and uh, the areas that they oversee. It's nice so. to have good people around you. Oh, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I know you've been planning a special event. Everyone can do something in September. What is it and who is that for? Sure. Yeah, well. The Everyone Can Do Something uh, Foster Care Tour, as we've called it, will be uh, in three locations. Uh, We'll kick it off on Tuesday, September 6th. It will be held at First Baptist Church Simpsonville. Uh, Then on the 7th, we'll be down uh, in kind of the same type of event, but it'll just be in a different area at First Baptist Church Columbia on that Wednesday. 
And then that Thursday, the 8th, we'll be at Center Point Church at Remount uh, there in North Charleston. And so uh, it's as far as who's it's it for, it's really for, honestly, any Christian who cares about the plight of the fatherless, who cares about the foster care system, uh, pastors, ministry leaders, uh, missions pastors, lay people. You know, it, this doesn't this isn't just for ch- people of at a church of a certain size. This is for big and small uh, churchgoers. Um, this is, you know, not just for those churches who already have an established foster care ministry. Some, you know, there's not many of those, but there's some churches that are deeply involved in this, and that's wonderful. It's certainly for them, but it's also for uh, for any lay person or ministry leader that's like, hey, we know we need to be doing something, but we're just not quite sure where to start or what to do. This is the perfect uh, event to kind of come and be a part of or send someone from your church to be a part of it. Speaking of that person who is trying to discover what it is and how they can be involved, how will everyone can do something, uh, be helpful to those who are considering being, maybe becoming a foster parent? Yeah, so it's it's certainly for anyone who cares about it, but if you're interested particularly in foster parenting, this will speak more to uh, the opportunities not just for foster parents to help. That's clearly that's a need, and clearly it'll be referenced throughout the the two and a half hour event at each of those locations. But really, this is kind of aimed at uh, how can the church take a central role. Connie Maxwell, obviously, is a licensing agency. You know, we train, license, and uh, equip foster parents. You know, so we can certainly get anyone who's interested in being a foster parent trained and licensed. I mean, we've we've been doing that for years. What I'm learning is there's a lot of people that are that are even unaware that Connie Maxwell, you know, 130 year old ministry, and um, you know, founded as an orphanage, children's homes in four locations across the state, a fifth one soon. Many people know us. Uh, if they know of Connie Maxwell, they know us in that way. And uh, I'm really learning that in my time that I've been in South Carolina. But what we are hoping is that this event, too, will bring awareness to the fact that we are a, a licensing agency. We've got about 45 families right now that already foster through our ministry. Many of them throughout the upstate and in the Columbia area. We're soon going to be able to license families uh, even in the low country. Within just the next few weeks, we will be able to begin. So we'll have a very wide reach in even what we do. But this event specifically is really about what can the church do? Because there's a lot more. Sometimes people think that they can only, uh, you know, if they're not called to foster, they might think, well, what can I really do, you know, and how can I really help in this area? And I think the the answer to that can be can be shared throughout this event. And really, it's an answer we want to bring to everyone is there's something a lot of us can do, regardless of age, uh, regardless of the season of life you're in. Um, and we want to be able to make the answer to that really simple. It's not an easy answer. It's, it's not an easy answer. But what we have done at Connie Maxwell is positioned ourselves uh, to be able to help guide churches uh, through the process of how they can get their people involved in something that uh, is definitely important and much needed. Um, at some point, I'd love to mention, kind of talk to the why, why this issue is so important, but we can get to that uh, a little later. What are some of the topics you'll be dealing with? So <clears throat> Jason Johnson will be really guiding uh, this event. We've, we've, we're bringing him in. Jason is a former uh, church planter and pastor. Uh, he and his wife, have, he, they live in Texas. They've been foster parents since 2012. So this is somebody who understands what it means to be a pastor. 
he understand what it he understands what it means to foster uh, personally, and he's also written several books on the topic. This is someone who is really influential in the evangelical foster care world. Um, he's someone who has a voice in this world and is respected. He's written uh, Reframing Foster Care. He's written um, Everyone Can Do Something, the title of the, of the event we've we've gone with because he's got a book by the same title. And he actually serves as uh, with CAFO, Christian Alliance for Orphans. He's their national director. I might mess this up, but he's essentially on leadership at the Christian Alliance for Orphans um, in church engagement and church initiatives. And so he spends all of his time um, on this topic of how to engage the church when it comes to this issue of foster care. So he'll be guiding those uh, that event, and really we're hoping that it will bring three things, awareness. So for those who attend, we want them to know, one, what's the need right in the counties in which they live in? We suspect that most that come to these three events probably will live pretty close or within an hour's drive of where we're holding these events. And so Greenville, Columbia, and uh, Charleston, those areas have really three of the largest numbers of kids in foster care. And so people that come to this event will hear about the need right there in their county, not just the global need or the national need, but but the specific need right around them. They'll hear, but they'll see other people in the room, other people in churches and ministries, um, which I think sometimes can just help you feel encouraged and know that, hey, I'm not the only one who cares about this topic. And then third, Jason will guide the discussion. It'll be a two and a half hours. That includes lunch. It is a free event, but we just need people to register. And I know we can get to that in a minute, but I think it's it's good that people hear that their church probably is already doing more than they may even realize on uh, caring for the vulnerable and helping people in ways that may indirectly even relate to, to foster care. And so Jason will help unveil that and talk about why it matters from a biblical perspective and then what churches can do. He'll share examples and stories, and uh, people will have certain – the most important thing is by the time people leave, they'll feel like they've got some next steps that they can take on how we uh, as a ministry can follow up and serve as a guide to help them create a plan that works for their church. And that's really the goal. We'll be back right after this. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. Want to help support faith-based, family-friendly journalism? This podcast is one of the many ways The Courier is telling the stories of those who tell the story. Become a friend of The Courier. Call 1-888-677-4693 or email editor at baptistcourier.com to learn more. Jay, you spoke a little bit about this earlier. Tell us a little bit about the need for a conference or a seminar like this in South Carolina, the need among the children. Sure. You know, it became apparent to me, and I'll I'll start by at 10,000 feet answering this question. Danny Nicholson, our president, um, has set forth uh, under the um, advisement of our board and with the support of our executive leadership team, you know, we've got a really ambitious 10-year plan. Uh, it's called the Decade of Dreams. It's 2020 to 2030, a strategic plan. We're early in that. Uh, but one of the things um, listed out in the strategic plan, there's a lot, and I won't go into the details of the whole plan, but expanding and growing our foster care ministry was a big part of it, really because it's a huge need in our state. And so this is one piece of a big pie that we're doing in Connie Maxwell of trying to bring more healing uh, more trauma-informed training, um, and really not just enhancing our services, but expanding them to the entirety of the state. And so one of the ways we're doing that is through our foster care ministry. 
And the need is tremendous. There's over 4,000 children. 4,000? Over 4,000 children in our state, uh, in South Carolina. And, and not to get political, but with the recent you know, Roe versus Wade being overturned, while that is certainly a good thing and while pro-lifers rejoice and we certainly rejoice at Connie Maxwell, it is a starting place. Um, we suspect, and this is in my opinion, this is really experts who spend a lot more time looking at these trends. We suspect that uh, while that is a definitely a good thing, there will probably be more children in foster care in the years ahead. It probably won't happen immediately. But down the road, there perhaps will be um, – it is expected that there would be more children in the foster care system. So it's a huge opportunity for the church to um, to step up and for people to feel uh, compelled and called to to pray about how they can help. And, and the answer we have is that, hey, not everyone is called to foster a child. Not – you know, in fact, few – in our churches are called. And I think that's an important message is if we if we come to people, whether it's from the pulpit or, or, you know, if the message people are hearing is there's this many kids in foster care and you need to do more in foster children. Well, that's not really the message we need to bring to people. Um, that's a huge calling. Uh, it's a huge commitment. It'd be kind of like going and telling everybody they need to move overseas and serve as a missionary. It's, But certainly if we start to talk about it in a way um, most of the time, people who feel called to serve as a missionary, it usually started, if you talk to those who serve overseas, it started with some trip they took earlier in their childhood. And God used that seed, that first experience they had. And so I think of foster care the same way. If you just automatically jumped into, it would feel like jumping into the deep end of the ocean without a life preserver. If you went from not having any understanding of foster care, any training, and just all of a sudden jumped in, but if our churches begin having these conversations and we have an event like this and and someone even it could be a lay person i've seen it happen from from the you know not necessarily from the top down i've seen people in churches uh, get passionate about this and begin fostering and then their small groups wrap around them and then all of a sudden they've got this organized uh, wraparound services where foster parents are there's people fostering or adopting, and then they've got people around them that care for them, that are bringing them meals, that are cutting their grass, that are babysitting to give them time away. And so that's stuff that can happen um, from the bottom up. It also can happen from the top down of pastors saying, we're going to make this important. We're going to have a Sunday every year where we talk about the need. And so where Connie Maxwell fits into that is we can be uh, a guide to churches. And that's really, I think, why this event matters is sometimes you have to throw a flare up, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, when you've been around 130 years, you got to have some kind of event that it's like shooting a Roman candle up uh, in the middle of a dark sky and saying, hey, we're here. Here's some things we're doing. Some of it's uh, in new ways. And people um, start to see that, yeah, there's a need. Yes, Connie Maxwell can work with us in this effort. And uh, they may not know what to do, but Connie Maxwell is here. Um, we want to give people an answer that fits their church. So even if I'm not in the process or thinking about fostering a child at this exact moment, this conference or this seminar would be beneficial to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, you just said it. Uh, the truth is there's something that, you know, I, I'll share an example. There was a, a senior adult lady, a widow, 
um, at a church that I was um, a part of a couple years ago before we moved to South Carolina. And there was a foster family in that church that was just having a tough time. Um, most of their challenges weren't with the children in their home. It was really with um, the system, with, with DSS and um, feeling like they weren't getting the support they needed there. And um, a couple of people uh, kind of knew about the challenges they were facing and just started to step in. And the people who stepped in were, were both senior adults. Um, they were not people who were felt like they were at a place to foster themselves, um, but they were aware of this need in the church. And so kind of organically, they began to bring meals. They began to offer to babysit, uh, really wrapped around this family. And that's really something, you know, that's one example, but if we created opportunities like that in, other, in our churches, uh, we know that it would ignite and inspire um, the local churches. We've been talking a lot about foster care. Does Connie Maxwell offer adoptive services or assistance with adoptive services, or is this foster care leading into adoptive services? You know, yeah, adopt. So Connie Maxwell, those who feel compelled or called to adopt, uh, right now there's about 400 um, kids waiting to be adopted in our state. Most of them are teenagers. Um, so those who feel called to adopt um, and want to adopt a baby, uh, there's a number of really great agencies. We're not an agency that adopts. Now, people who are fostering and that if that child becomes available to be adopted, we do assist and help with, with that when we've got kids who are with our foster families and that child or those children become available to be adopted. Uh, it's called Foster to Adopt. Uh, we certainly help with that and, and see that happen quite often. Uh, but for those who are not necessarily called to foster, because the goal of foster care is reunification and the goal of adoption is, is um, permanency. And so they really have two different end goals. Two different tracks. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so – but we can – we would refer – if someone came to us and said, hey, we're called – we feel called to adopt but not not really called to foster, then we would point them towards Christian Adoption Services. Uh, we would point them towards Lifeline. Those are just a couple that I, I know both of the individuals that work there and um, they would share our core values as Christians and uh, both of them do great work. So remind us again when and where these sessions will be held and what the times that they will begin and, and end. Sure. So September 6th, uh, 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at First Baptist Church Simpsonville. Uh, that's a Tuesday. September 7th is a Wednesday at First Baptist Church Columbia, uh, 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Lunch provided there at all these and free. And then Thursday, Center Point Church at Remount. That's September 8th, uh, 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Again, lunch provided and uh, registration can, can take place uh you know, we do we do just for a headcount purpose, and so the churches can be prepared, um, and so we know how much food to buy. It's while it is free, we certainly need to to get an accurate count, and so they can register at uh, ConnieMaxwell.com/slash/everyone. That's ConnieMaxwell.com/slash/everyone, and they'll see those three events there and um, be able to even uh, read more about what to expect at the event. Well, Jay, thank you for joining us here on Courier Conversations. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. We're glad you joined us for Courier Conversations, where we are informing and inspiring South Carolina Baptists and beyond. For more information about these topics and more, subscribe to our e-edition or go to our website at baptistcourier.com. The Courier is located in Greenville, South Carolina, as a multimedia ministry partner of the South Carolina Baptist Convention. 
to comment about today's podcast, email us at conversations at baptistcourier.com. This podcast produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. 